this message came through after we spoke last, Jason. It was around because I was, I was kept toying with the idea of you know the we spoke about the pyramids a lot, and because I love Egyptian history so much, I was speaking to Sarah Bressman Cosme as well, and you know she obviously wrote the amazing books, The Journey to Atlantis, and all those ones, and I, I kept I kept getting to that, that question kept coming in saying you know did we get help with building the pyramids, and you know did did other beings come in to help us. And I wanted to just kind of ponder the idea. So I, I had it in my my mind for like a day or so. And when I was meditating the, the day after, I think the message was, even if we did get help or if we didn't get help, it's to remember that humanity in itself is strong, is powerful, is gifted. And I think sometimes we, we, we kind of say, you know, oh, our gifts and our powers aren't as strong as like, you know, other beings on other realms. And I think it was a message to bring back to to us that as a race, we are powerful as a race, we are gifted. And to remember that, even if we did get help and if we, you know, you know, whatever happened in our past, to remember that we also had, you know, the gifts and the power and the strength to build these amazing things in our world, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, for the pyramids, and you hear multiple stories, and I just take each story just to memory and everything uh, i've heard many stories of the pyramids and and the only thing i keep going back to is on a couple of things with the pyramids you know whether we got help or we build them or someone else built them but it's kind of like even when you're doing past life regressions like how do you really know that's the great pyramids in egypt and not the pyramids somewhere else mm -hmm. you know and you're looking at, you know, since there's multiple timelines, maybe on one timeline, this race created it. And then maybe on another timeline, the humanity race created the, the Great Pyramids. <clears throat> and then another thing is, you know, which pyramids, since there's so many pyramids, even during Atlantis times that had pyramids, what have those pyramids that we thought were the great pyramids and someone was seeing it in their session they thought that was the great pyramids in atlantis yeah. so it always makes me wonder and always mm -hmm. you know because i've heard of ets like these uh uh insectoid beings help melting the rock and and oh i would like to and i'll add something else to that with the melting of the rock as well yeah. so that these rep not uh these uh, insectoid uh mm -hmm. beings were melting the rock and forming the rocks and they were building the pyramid so i was like oh okay now the one thing i would like to add i've been on i think the last time we talked we talked about nostradamus yeah we did yeah but the Dolores, i'm on, yeah. I'm on yeah. book number two now the volume two the second book of nostradamus by dolores cannon and one of the cool things that I thought when Dolores was talking to Nostradamus, they were talking about advanced technology and so on that the ancients had. And Nostradamus, you know, he got a little snippy. He was like, well, don't forget that, you know, during the days of Atlantis, they, they had advanced technology as well. Don't forget them as well. And also keep in mind, they knew how to melt transform stone like the way you know how to transform steel 
And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. That's interesting. So the way we treat steel is the way that they treated stone for, for like building materials and so on. So I was like, okay, all right. Interesting. Yeah. I think what I love about everything that's in topics is that there's so many possibilities. And I think that kind of also helps when you've got an open mind. Because when you've got the open mind that, you know, anything is possible and, you know, people sometimes ask me, you know, what's your opinion on this, Pip, or what's your opinion on that? And I, I don't really have one. Like I kind of go, well, you know, there's this kind of, you can look at this or you could look at that. But then I think it comes down to, you know, your own beliefs and how you do see the world. But there's so much we don't know, you know, and there's so much we, we will never know, but we have to just go with what we do know. Yeah, speaking of that, there's a friend that I, I've been knowing for, man, at least 10, 15 years I've been knowing him, and he sent me a message because it was either a past life, it was a little bit of both, it was past life, and then also, as, they, as this individual was explaining th their past life, that he remembered certain things as a child, but also... Uh, he was seeing like light beings in his room and orbs in his room or out and about in different places, these orbs. So my friend that I've been known for 15 years asked me what I thought about it. I was like, well, I don't know the answer, but I can tell you what I've heard and, you know, from different people's other experiences. And then, and then we started talking about all kinds of different subjects <laughs> going down many rabbit holes i was like man i said dude there's so many layers to everything he's like i believe it and then we started talking about fallen angels and i was like oh well i said here's my thought i was like after it's all said and done if you truly think about it we are the fallen angels he's like oh man that makes so much sense to me mm -hmm. so i was like i was like just He's like, man, there's so much to this world that we don't know about. <clears throat> I was like, yeah, that's that's true. I was like, well, I think that that's the beauty of it too. Is like you can you could pick a topic, and you could go down a rabbit hole with the topic. And I think that's what I love doing, especially like people say, you know, pick a topic and talk about it for a minute. And I think that's like the beauty of it that you know you can pick a topic and talk about it for a minute, and someone else could talk about it for a minute, and they would see it through that through their perspective and their experiences. And that's that's the beauty of life, though, isn't it? Because we all see life that way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, oh, did you do an interview with Sarah? Or did you yeah, just talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did an interview on the podcast, yeah. She, she's actually wanting to do a past life regression online with me in February. So that'll be really interesting. So we can use it for our, you know, my podcast and I can use it for for clients and things like that and then we're actually doing an instagram live in january so that'll be fun okay cool did she ever finish her third book i think she's just finished it now i think oh okay awesome yeah, i think I'm gonna have to reach out to her book. yeah yeah i'm gonna have to reach out to her and see what's going on <laughs> i need to read her other ones as well because she's uh she's got some amazing information did you, did you, did you read the second one by any chance I haven't read any of hers yet, so I've I've got them on order. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, there's one. I right could just there. it, yeah. I was I noticed <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah, and her second book's behind that book, so yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I, it's like thinking about books. Like uh, I just have, I have books in me, but it's just finding the right 
words and the time for it, I think. Lately, what I've been doing is since our office uh, is a little short staff right now, what I've been doing. So I'll go to lunch, read my book, you know, Nostradamus. I read as much as I can for 30, 40 minutes to get my lunch to go. And then I can eat it at the office because there's hardly anybody there right now. And so I'm like, well, I still take my hour lunch break and we're allowed to eat at our desk now, you know, and because they changed the rules recently. Because at first, like during COVID, they were like, no, no, don't, you know, don't do all that, you know, because of sanitary uh, purposes. And then after that, I was like, well, since we can eat at our desk and I was like, I get my lunch to go and the weather's been beautiful lately. So I don't know what, how's the weather over there for you? The last week has been rain, storms, but it's, it's nice today. The, the blue skies are out, so feels better. And for her books, for Sarah's books, man, you, you can't go wrong with those books. Those are pretty interesting topics that come up and everything. It kind of answers, I don't want to give much away. I want to you to be surprised but it kind of answers all a lot of our ancient past even history of humanity before it came to earth the the cycle the history before certain things took place and they were making a decision to come to this planet and i don't want to ruin too much of it but i was like oh that's interesting i was like that's a very interesting viewpoint have you ever seen the movie? It's the it came out two years ago. The Disney movie Soul. Oh, what's it about? It's it's actually a spiritual movie about you know life and where we go when we die. And is it the, brand you know, new? No, it came out two years ago. It's a Disney one, Soul. It's brilliant, and it's I, I watched it with Chris when we were separated, and uh, I cried because it just makes a lot of sense, and it it talks about purpose and what your purpose in life is and that the message is really beautiful it talks about like your purpose isn't like some you know sometimes like what you do the purpose is who you are and you know it's like you know i won't want to ruin it for you as well like i want to give you any spoilers <laughs> but it's it's a beautiful movie and it, you'll resonate with it being a spiritual person jason because it's you know he he is isn't living a purposeful life and you know he has to go and learn you know the lessons to 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 know what a purposeful life is so it's beautiful for disney to make something like that oh that's interesting especially that it came from disney yeah looked like it was created by pixar so maybe that was something that was in the works before they got acquired maybe yeah it's a brilliant brilliant message it's i mean it's like coco as well the coco is about the mexican when they have the it's just mm, i saw a little bit of that one yeah and that's again that's spiritual too. Well, I think that's what Disney are moving into is a lot more spiritual movies like Raven the Last Dragon. That's been a very spiritual movie as well about gifts and mystical creatures and yeah. Yeah, even with that being said, even if you look at the Marvel Studios, the Marvel characters, um, you know, certain Doctor Strange, for example, certain you know Spiritual awakenings probably yeah. deal with that as well you know kind of i wouldn't say the whole movie but when you when you're watching it you kind of like oh okay well that's kind of like some of that stuff sounds familiar you know whether it's on a, a channeling on youtube or you know someone's session on youtube anything like that or even dolores cannon's book some of the stuff that 
is brought up, you're like, okay, you know, is there some similarities, some connections to it? But uh, it looks like for Soul, it looked like Jamie Foxx played in it. Yeah, he was the main character voice, yeah. Okay. That'll be on I your list. Know about I don't know it. how you go on about it. I did not know about it. Yeah, it's a brilliant movie. Is Chris still there or, or is he on the road? Yeah, he's here. If he finishes his podcast, he wants to say hi to you because um, he's the reason why I started listening to you. So he's like, you know, he's a big fan of yours. So he started listening to your podcast and said he sent them to me last year when I was in the UK. And yeah, so we kind of got got you in my field of vision from through him. So if he finishes his podcast, he's going to come say hi. Gotcha. Yeah, I'd like to say hello to him. I'd like to meet some of my fans. I know he's brilliant. There's what the I had a question for you, and I just I, I might have wrote it down in my notes about reaching enlightenment too. It's quite interesting. He thought people like Eckhart Tolle and Mujani would are on point with you know spirituality because you've heard of Anita Mujani. Mm -mm. So Anita Mujani was someone that Wayne Dyer endorsed her work. She she basically her book's called dying to be me she literally died and went to the other side and came back so she had like a near-death near-death experience where actually died and she was at stage four cancer was you know in a coma and she'd gone to the other realm and she saw her dad who'd passed and when she came back you know that the spirit you know her dad said you you can come back you can die now if you want to or you can come back and finish off you know parts of your you know your lessons and mm -hmm. she said no i'm not ready to leave yeah i, I want to go back to earth and she could hear conversations like down the hall in the hospital you know from like you know hospital doors aren't exactly you know thin so she could hear doctors down the hall talking about her condition and uh her, her brother fl flew in from from another country and she knew he was there even though she was in a coma so the stuff she couldn't have known oh and... i heard a similar situation like this i don't know if it's the same one but she's she's Indian, yeah, and she um she came back and her cancer was gone within ten days. Oh wow. Yeah, she was a really, really, really good story. So Wayne Dyer heard her story and then he endorsed her work with Hay House. And that's how we got to know Anita through Wayne's work. So that's why the guy mentioned about Mujani, you know, because she she's probably at that level where, you know, she's She's basically died and come back, so everything changed for her, you know? Gotcha. Is it the same one where she wakes up and she tells the doctor certain things and she kind of answers the doctor's questions and the doctor's like, there's no way you should have known these yeah. conversations yeah. and everything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's her, yeah. She's gotcha. amazing. I'm just Might reading have been on. Comment. The History Channel. I might have yeah. heard it on the History Channel. That's interesting. Some guys said some of the strongest evidence ever brought forth on the reality of reincarnation not involving hypnosis, birthmarks, scars, and photographic evidence. A Civil War general's reincarnation plus a great story of a young boy, 9-11, at the reincarnation of New York City firefighter who perished in one of the Twin Towers. Like Stuff like, stuff like that really fascinates me. Because I always thought birthmarks were how how you may have died in a past life. That's what I thought. He's saying something different. Well, he said birthmark scars and photographic evidence. He's saying that's like, you know, that's the evidence of, of reincarnation. Yeah. Um, like if they got shot in the shoulder and there's a birthmark. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that that then with hypnosis clients, you might have had this as well, Jason, when they come for QHHT. You know, people, I had a guy who had a lot of war past lives. You know, he came down a life when he was in a, what kind of war was it? Because he was using, they were using like bayonets. So it was like an old, it was an old war and he, he was war stabbed one? in, may, no, I think it was in the 18, it might have been like a civil war, maybe oh, like okay. civil war. And he he uh, he was he came down to the the day of his death, so I had to obviously like move him backwards to to before you know because obviously when they come down into the death, it's like whoa, you need to move back and see what's happened before then. <laughs> but he uh, he we end up getting to his his last day of his life, and he was stabbed in the stomach, and all of his life he's dealt with pain and digestive issues, and yeah. he had bowel disease when he was younger, like loads of like you know things around his gut. He got that. I can't think what it's called now, where it's something to do with your bowels. But anyway, he had the hypnosis session. He'd gone th and he'd been stabbed in the stomach in another life as well. So when he came out of it, he was like, oh my God, I've been stabbed so many times in the stomach. And then uh, wow. a few weeks after we, we had the session, he said his, his stomach pain's gone. Mm, interesting. It just shows you how like you just connect it. And it just, like Dolores says, you, that's... It's like you. It's like it, it happens for you to to say go and explore why this is happening, and then when it when you do find out, it's like, oh, now I know why I've been having that pain and that discomfort in that area. It's because of this in a past life, and now I've connected the two. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> I remember my first client that uh, that I found. She found me online, and it was at the other office. And I remember she was talking about the pains in her wrist. And yeah. she always thought it was from typing too much, you know. Mm -hmm. She thought it was aches and pains from that. She had a surgery and she always had this pain ever since she was around 30. So she's been having this pain in her wrist and this discomfort for a long time. And, and come to find out, she was American, a Native American woman and when her husband died she was kind of like left out the tribe in a way mm -hmm. they and then she was kind of like uh, i wouldn't say spiritual but she was more into like uh supernatural stuff as well so they kind of like kept her to the side but once when she lost her husband everything kind of went downhill and when she wound up doing something, she tried to commit suicide and she slit her wrist. And then that pain carried over to this lifetime. And the husband that was in the, that lifetime, there's even a more interesting story with this lifetime is that, that they know of each other, but they were supposed to work things out. But a whole nother twist to it is that that he's going down a whole nother path and he has some issues he has to work out first and it's either it might happen it might not happen you, but it's up to him for him to yeah. work out his issues first and it was very interesting to hear all that how those two things are connected where the ex-husband in that lifetime and then the current relationship in this lifetime and then also with the rest 
yeah you know carrying over and everything she goes well that explains the discomfort in my wrist all the all this time you know yeah it's the same with a lady i was working with she came and she'd had a lot of womb issues like you know down in her uh, sexual area and she just had lots of different problems always at the doctor's gynecologist things like that and you know she had really heavy periods things like that so she came with a lot of you know things that she wanted to heal and we went to some of her past lives and she was kind of like a princess in in a in a past life like not so much princess but she was high up in a, a very wealthy family and she got pregnant by i think it was the gardener it was like a typical like she she was in love with the gardener or one of the the workers and got pregnant and a, a her mother and father like basically like disowned her and she had to go and have like a birth in like you know with with all these different maids and her actual birth and experience was very traumatic and she ended up losing the baby she lost a lot of blood and mm. i think like days later she actually died from the birth she thinks she got like sepsis or something like that it was like to do with the blood so that was a really traumatic birth for her and then when she really cried through it as well because she obviously felt it because it was so connected to what her problems were in this life and then she messaged me a couple of weeks after saying like all my all my issues of like all, like 90 percent gone my periods have gone to normal i feel like a new woman like my life's just completely like transformed and when you get those reviews back and you get those people who remessage you it's like you were just the facilitator for that healing to happen and you just feel so honored to be able to do that mm, yeah absolutely and it gives you a good feeling you know like a sense of an accomplishment you're like yeah <laughs> you know? i i don't know much about this topic but some guy said that maybe talk about the mysteries from the stargate realm because that's the thing like with me like topics for me that i'm i love talking about is like consciousness reiki healing hypnosis like all those kind of things but when it comes to like the stargate realms and atlantis and lemuria i'm kind of more I know little bits about them, but I don't know fully about them. And I think that's something that I need to probably move more into because that's more your field. Oh, yeah. I love all those topics. <laughs> Big fan of all that stuff. <clears throat> what caught my attention the most was when I was reading a book. And in that book, they were talking about, like, um, you forget how advanced your civilization was before it fell. So yeah. when I'm reading this book, I'm like like okay i like how what kind of advancements we're talking about we got computers now we had this social media you know i'm racking it all up in my head i was like maybe they're talking about something else you know and then it continued on and said something like they had a better knowledge of the stars better knowledge of crystals and another thing that was interesting was the medical field they had way more advanced technology than what we had and i was like no way i was like we have x-ray machines we have mri machines well from what i understand they had that doesn't even compare to what they had back in the day in, in those times and they had a, a lot more knowledge of the human body of like how energy work for like the cells well and, i think to, to touch into that jason too is like if you know back in the day if they were sick or you know they had an ailment like they would use it's like the prime example of what we now go to the doctors and the doctor just gives us a pill to make it better where like back then right. that wasn't the case mm -hmm. it was go and see someone who was a natural medicine or you know like a, a shaman 
and they would get you to tune into your body, do your self healing. They would give you natural remedies. You know, that's not the case for everyone. You know, some, some of the, some of the sicknesses and illnesses that were around like infection, you know, that that was something that we, we couldn't obviously save a lot of people from. And, you know, that's Chris is actually sat here now and he's the science mind. So he, he's very science pro science. And I am to, to a degree, I think like, antibiotics saved a lot of us you know like you said there's a there's the clash isn't there with the the natural medicine and then the actual scientific medicine there's just this big divide right. between the two and so chris has this like science mind because he's got a phd in uh, animal physiology and behavior so he's very science focused and he's got this spiritual consciousness mind so we can he literally look and look at the two and go yeah well they both actually complement each other so i think it's you know, I've I've got friends who have never been to a doctor and mm. that that's okay for them. Like I don't ever say that that's bad or you should that you shouldn't do that. Right. Like I'm very much I, I, I'm grateful that you can choose that for yourself. So I think it's 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 having it's like having a non judgmental mind when it comes to things like that too, because everyone has their own beliefs, their own desires, their own wants and needs. So it's interesting that, you know, I've got a partner who can see that. You know, yeah, it also comes down to uh, a person's willpower and, and viewpoint as well, you know, because that, that plays a, a certain characteristics in it as also. So like for the to wrap it up on the other side of it, it's like for the Atlanteans at that time, they had a better understanding of light technology and sound technology. Yeah and so once when they said all that i was like what i was like what else did they know <laughs> like what can we do to get some of that that information back you well, know they, they like think of the things that we've been told recently about sound healing like sound is it, they say sound's going to be like the next healing thing of, of the century it's you know sound healing affects us because we we're all frequency based and i think when it comes to light you know think about what our ancestors did the first few minutes of sun as it rises is the most healing for the body so then the light therapy comes into that so the atlanteans knew that okay let's get up early and watch the sunrise every morning even though that you know some some days might be cloudy you're still getting the first glimpses of, of sunlight and with sound healing you know i don't know about you jason but the didgeridoo the didgeridoo for me is like is my instrument if i do a sound healing here because obviously more popular here with with being from the aborigines but I have to be near the didgeridoo. Like I need to be right near it because it's like <laughs> my solar plexus. It spins like you wouldn't believe. I feel like I'm spinning up when I listen to the didgeridoo. Each people are different. You might like a harp, a keyboard, a piano. We like it's there's so many different different sound frequencies that what we resonate with. So interesting. And I've I've had past lives in in Australia and Polynesian lives, so I think that's why I've got that that need for didgeridoo music because it really you know when you listen to a mu music and you get the goosebumps and the whole body chills and it makes you like that's what i feel like when i listen to that so that music that you just talked about is that what the aborigines would play like the yeah the you know the did you do uh, it's like a big it's a big long one they, it's okay it's like, yeah it's like a very deep it's, gotcha. it's uh, okay sacred to the aborigine tribes yeah okay so how was your past life in australia what was going on back then <laughs> i think i mentioned it on the last one it was a, a healing thing for me as well because i was interested in why i was drawn there so much so i went back to a tribe god thousands of years ago because we, we didn't have a lot like we lived in tents and 
we had medicine men and medicine women and I was I was I was part of the chief's family so obviously they're all family but I remember I was male and I had family and we used to go out and hunt and I got injured and I was I got a gash down the side of my thigh and they had to carry me back on like a like a stretcher with like leaves on and I remember like I could smell it because it was all like freshly made and when I got back to the tribe you know the the camp I remember the medicine man putting putting like this paste in my leg because it was a gash. And I remember uh-huh. I remember like I could smell it. I remember I could smell the stuff they put in. It was like a a herbal smell. And I think if I ever smell it in New Zealand, I'm gonna be like, oh that that's what it is, that plant. I don't know what it was. And I ended up I ended up dying because I got infection, but uh, I used to suffer with really bad sciatic pain. And since I had the past life regression, my sciatic pain's probably gone like 90%. So wow. it, it and it was amazing. exactly where the static pain was because <clears throat> it would start in the in the bum right down to the back of the knee, and that's where it would always hurt the most. And now it's like really, I'll feel it. Mm. Interesting. And with the Aborigines, uh, what I always thought was interesting was that uh, what was it? It was some stories about some UFOs that landed and they were doing something. They were teaching them something, and I don't know. Have you ever heard any stories like that? where these UFOs have landed. It was a long time ago. It's in their culture. And they were talking about different stories, like whether it's the sky people, people from the stars. I've heard about the sky people because that was something that was in the the teachings. But I do I do know that the Aborigines do have a lot of markings as well out in the bush because obviously Australia is so big in okay. like Alice Springs area where the, you know, the Earth's Rock is. There's a lot of sacred land there where there's markings of UFOs and there's markings of, you know, sky people coming down. And they've, 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 but think right. about like when you think about like you go into the caves that are from when, you know, 10,000 years ago and they've they've drawn people that look like aliens. Like, how, like you know, there's there's the proof of, of what. But I think we spoke about this on the last the last occasion. I think it's what she mentioned about how aliens aren't as present here anymore because they're kind of get, they keep giving us a wide berth because we're kind of destructive. They said, you know, right, that, right. yeah, Take they're saying like back. they were more intrigued to come to Earth when we were when we evolved into Homo sapiens, like when we when we really evolved from from apes. They said the aliens were more intrigued of the evolution process and apparently they helped us evolve quicker as well like obviously in the last few hundred years mm-hmm. but because we've become so destructive in the last two thousand years with the wars and things like that they've kind of gone whoa like you're toxic <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> we're staying up in space for a while because you, you guys are toxic down there you know it's that's quite interesting but i think they are watching from the sidelines mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah you mentioned the caves i think yeah uh, in one of those stories that they were talking about how they even lived in the caves for a while the people that crashed here or now landed here and they were helping out the, the local population at that time now this was a long long time ago this wasn't recent so the other thing that i thought was interesting with the couple sessions qhht sessions that came up was that each one kind of had their own little stories of encounters with ets and aliens and so one of she's she just kind of like brings it up a little bit like yeah you know there was a situation going on with an with an alien ship and then like we just skipped over it i'm like wait a minute let's go back <laughs> rewind that i was like how can you leave that part out <laughs> the best so bit. What was, 
what was pretty cool about it because we were talking and i was like you know because every time you hear something on, on you know mystery files or or unknown mysteries it's always another state somewhere else you know it's never really here and it was interesting to hear from these individuals that that there is stuff going on locally around here and i was like oh okay because i never experienced anything myself not like they did and on one hand it's pretty cool on the other hand it's like oh man that's only uh 20 minutes away from here <laughs> you know that is not far from here at all you know where these experiences were taking place so my question to you and i think i asked i don't know if we talked about it but like has anything been going on over there are coming up new zealand i've had a few kiwi clients that talk about the land here and see this is like a lot of it i still want to learn about it because i know chris has to learn about this in his work you know like the maori culture and the sacred land here and how sacred it is and i know a lot of clients have been here that live in like old you know old kiwi homes like on on old land and they talk about, you know, seeing the old warriors, you know, spirit, like they're still attached to the land because they're, they're meant to to protect the land. So they kind of haven't left. And obviously oh, they're on the side. So, yeah, there's a lady that wants me to go to her home to clear and cleanse it. Like it's nothing like spooky or sinister. It's more just a blessing kind of thing. Spooking the kids out because they're seeing these like warrior, you know, warrior Maori men with all the tattoos and you know hardly wearing anything with these like feathers on the backs and stuff like that so it's very it, it's just such a very it's just such a sacred land and i think the more the more you learn about it the more you realize this you know new zealand's not been you know say around long but it's like not been inhabited for long so it's you know there was a that was tribal so again with with australia like you think about all the polynesian lives that's what i love about these these lands because they they haven't been not destroyed you know because like a lot of the right right yeah they, they, they remind change. they remind me of the original earth like you think people some maori i've got i've met a few maori women and they've said think about the moana movie disney again you know that's what new zealand's like it, it's what the original earth would have looked like and i find it fascinating that dinosaurs weren't on this land here because when you when like chris took takes me to these walks you drive through and it literally feels like you're driving through Jurassic Park because it's oh, so so green and so luscious. Yeah, and you think, you know, the dinosaurs weren't here, but it's still that beautiful old sacred land that's that remind like like you said would remind you of Lemuria and Atlantis because it's not been touched much. You right. Know? Mm. That's interesting. So it sounds like there's a lot of history for those lands as well a lot of yeah, stuff that's lot. going on mm. all right kind of kind of made me think about uh ireland a little bit you know how they have certain spiritual levels and everything and sacred lands and fairies and everything so it seems like there's a uh, interesting energies going on over there well there's so much in the uk isn't there history wise mm -hmm. oh yeah that's that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> <laughs> That's one you could talk to Chris about because he's a he's English history nerd, aren't you? <laughs> Is he still working or? Yeah, he, he wants to come say hi to you. So you can come say hi. 
this is this is Chris who got me got me involved with you. Yeah. Hey Jason. Hey Chris, what's going on, man? <laughs> uh, good, 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 good. How are things back home in the States? Good, good. Everything's getting back to normal. Cruises, yeah. all the mandates are lifted and everything. So the cruise industry is back to normal. So yeah. I haven't yeah. been back in what, three years? God, yeah. Three years, yeah. Three years, yeah. Yeah, three years when I left with COVID kicking off. Yeah, it's been a, an amazing journey. So nice. Yeah, I love the podcast. I I I, uh, I was looking for a quantum healing one, and yours came up, and I just instantly was hooked. And I said, "Pip, you got to listen to this one. This is just like because she was doing QHHT, <laughs> all the stuff with nice. Dolores. Yeah, it's been really great. Nice, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Chris. Chris is working, so he does his teaching, and yeah. but he's really spiritual too. So he's got like you know, it's you've got that kind of again, yeah it's, it's funny you guys were talking i just listened in and you were talking about uh, the healing like remember there's the placebo effect i always think that's somewhat of a spiritual healing because you know people are given a pill that has no medicine in it and they still feel healed. mind over matter yeah so there's the placebo effect so there is there is something there that science can't it's power and belief isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so people you know can get better and you know, we've read a lot of studies like uh, Anita Majani's, her stories. I spoke just to him about that. Yeah. Fascinating, you know, de on death's door. You she know, died. Cancer, she, yeah. And then it just disappears within weeks. And the doctors are like, what is this? It's just. Now, now since you joined the conversation, it's okay to add this video as well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, he's, he does his own podcast. <laughs> it, but I yeah, thought yeah. it was definitely yeah. meant for him to come on, I think, because he's, you know, he wanted to say hi to you. But he's he's full of knowledge as well, like. You know, you've, you've yeah, got so much the science side, yeah, know, from the uh, the science side and the spiritual side. So you can try to tie them two together. You know, a lot of scientists don't think they can't co they they can't coexist. And I think there's a lot of uh, interchangeable mm -hmm. stuff in there. Like, you know, when when I meditate or I just think about what I actually am, what I'm, what makes me up, what's my body. You know, you break it all down, and you know, the theory is like we're just bits of energy. You know, so. Anyways, it starts to get blowing your mind, and that's nice. Nice. How long you've been uh, exploring all this, and what do you think about the whole grand theme of things? Like, what you what do you think of everything going on? Yeah. <clears throat> Not so, in the world today, but I guess life in general as well. It's a good question because it it really my journey. I've always been looking for proof. Right. Like I'm a scientist. That's how my mind works. I'm analytical. So I'm always looking for proof of something greater. And I, a few decades ago, <laughs> when I was really young, I started reading uh, conversations with God really opened my eyes to a lot of things because I was pretty religious at the time. Uh, and then I started reading a lot of Michael Newton's books on his past life regressions. And I was just like him and, and then um, the NDE research really started opening my mind that there's something greater. And, you know, if you go to Michael Newton, it, it, it's not it's not a spiritual sense so much as just he was a, a hypnotherapist in psychology that all of these students all of a sudden or students, all of these clients mm. started having these past life memories and and he's like what is this and mm. and it took him down this path of really getting into hypnotherapy with with past lives so his his books really started cracking my mind open and when my brother passed away about 14 years ago almost 14 years ago now 
I, part of my healing process was to go through a past life regression. And so I went and um, scheduled one that he had trained. This is before QHHT was kind of taking off with Dolores. Mm-hmm. And so I went, I did six months of prep. I went to a, an amazing hypnotherapist in Florida because I, I was a, a professor at the University of Florida at the time. And after four hours, I, I was coming up with stuff that there's no way I could have just made it up in my mind. I mean, I was crying because the emotions <laughs> were so real. I, uh, you know, my brother came through. And, and the funny thing is about the whole thing is she was recording it digitally. The second my brother comes through, it's all static. Oh, I still have the recording to this day. And it's just all static. And I felt his energy come in. And it was stuff that you just can't make up in your mind, right? Like with QHHT, these past lives that you have, like even with Pippa, and I've gone through a couple of QHHT sessions now. How do, You just can't make this stuff up. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's instantaneous. Right. Right. I understand exactly what you're saying. And also it's like, why would you make some of it up as well? You know, why, why would you be this native American lady committing suicide yeah. and grieving right. over yeah. her husband? You know, yeah. right. why would you make right. that up? And, you know, yeah. why would you be a slave girl in a castle in Scandinavia? You know, why would you be the princess in the castle? <laughs> yeah. No, I say out of all of them, the one that just, just to this day, and I'm looking at a couple of my Crow books, I was a Crow Indian. I didn't know who the Crow Indians were. I mean, growing up in the U.S., it was the Sioux or the, oh, our dog's chewing her bone. Go somewhere else here. Yeah, old, yeah she's a nightmare. Uh, she's a nightmare today. So I was a Crow Indian. And, you know, if I would think if I was making things up, I would be Sioux because everything's Sioux Indian, you know, mm, okay. Apache okay. or Comanche. Right. Or I guess it depends on where you grew up in the U.S., but I had no Not idea. Not tough for us. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had no idea who the Crow were. I, I didn't even know they existed. And so I was this Crow Indian, and I remember my feelings at the time were I felt this incredible pressure from the East. And because it was like the 1870s, and she, she asked me, how do you feel? And I said, I feel like we're being encroached upon. The, the the white man the, the the you know the white americans keep pushing other tribes that were encroaching on the crow indian and again i don't I, you know i'm a history nerd but i had no idea of, of american indian uh, history that much i didn't look a lot into it and so we were being encroached upon by other tribes our hunting lands our our lands sacred lands were being um, encroached upon so I, she takes me to the day of my death and we wake up in the morning and there was a raid by the Blackfeet tribe and they wiped mm. us all out. And we were a small wow. offshoot. We were on our own. We were a small family group. They just came in and, and wiped us out. I got like speared in the leg and I got bashed over the head. And I, I remember feeling the incredible pain during the regression. Wow. Uh, and so that one really stuck, stood out to me. So I went back and started doing the research after mm -hmm. it because I'm I'm that science nerd. And I'm like, okay, is this was this real? Like, I've never, I don't even know who these tribes are. Come to find out, the Blackfeet and the Crow hated each other. At the time, the, the Sioux Indian and a lot of the tribes in the east of the U.S. were encroaching on the tribes in the west because they were being pushed out at time. 
the uh the the um the getting bashed over the head it was a big thing like to count coup you know and the indians would go and smack you with a club and that's counting coup and however you know it's like tallying on a on a on a board so that was a big deal for them so like all of these things matched up and i was like I, to me I that had no was no idea uh, before that <laughs> yeah that's evidence i'm like i'm a scientist that is evidence i would have not made that up i i mean i loved dances with wolves and i would have thought it would have been some story like that if i was going to create it in my head in, in my subconscious and, and it, it wasn't it was real mm. and i was crying and i was upset and to this day i'm still upset you know i'm, I'm like you can recall it it's like it's just, yeah. yeah and this is 14 years later i can still see all the imagery i can still all those feelings are wow. still it wasn't a dream it wasn't something that just made up in my mind so that's one of hundreds of things that i've i've looked not just my personal experience but reading research studies and the metaphysical stuff like actual scientific studies there's a lot of research out there so mm -hmm. i tell people there's more to this life than we know it's don't you know it's like what wayne dyer said because we love wayne dyer like that's really where like studying some of these masters today has opened up our mind even more but have a mind open to everything and not close to anything right not, not attached to, attached yeah. to nothing right yeah. what is it yeah you, you have know. a mind open to everything attached to nothing yeah mm. so just be mindful and open and yeah no it's just i mean i could, I could tell all these stories <clears throat> Yeah, it was so, just. Um, with, and with you was, being a scientist and everything, do you feel like is any of this metaphysical stuff for you to bring to light or research down or anything like that? With you being a scientist, well, mine's more. I'm really focused on animal conservation right now and trying to preserve wildlife in our environment. And I think there needs to be a conscious shift. And and I'm happy. As tough as the last few years have been, I am seeing an awakening across the planet, spiritually, and I think environmentalism is taking root, that we are seeing change, we are seeing governments uh, listen. This election in Brazil, people don't realize how big that was for the world. The okay. Brazilian government was just bulldozing the Amazon rainforest that we were just about to lose it within the next five years. If they mm. would have kept up doing what they're doing, the, the whole balance without getting into the science of it would have shifted. And scientists were predicting that we would lose the Amazon rainforest. It would turn into one giant savanna in South, South America, which would be devastating to millions and millions of species, devastating to the, to the planet. So this last election in Brazil that made barely made a blip in the news, probably in the States and here in New Zealand. Yeah, that's what was fill us yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, it was critical. It was absolutely critical. So a lot of that's going on around the around the planet. So spiritually, I think Pip and I, a couple of years ago, when we really started going down this path together, it was like, heal yourself to heal the planet. Mm. Because I keep asking myself, how do I get somebody to care about the Brazilian rainforest, if they are suffering themselves, yeah. struggling day in, day out, they don't have the energy or the the the, uh, the ability to care about something else when they can barely eat. Or, well, it's like what Wayne says, yeah. you can't give away what you don't have. Yeah. So if you don't have love for yourself, you can't give love away to the planet. Uh, so it's 
interesting yeah because yeah. he said if you if the analogy was if you used to squeeze an orange what would come out of an orange you know obviously orange juice so if someone was to squeeze you today what would come out of you so if you don't have compassion for yourself and love for yourself you're not going to have love and compassion for the planet and animals and other people and that's why when you get you know this there's a lot of like you know people aren't compassionate with each other and they're not you know they're not kind to each other it's because they're not actually being kind to themselves so it's when it comes to our planet is that you, you know we've got to have it's also respect too if you don't have respect for yourself you're not going to have respect for the outer world are you so it all it, it all comes to self it's all about self mm-hmm. true 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 so with the since both of y'all on here what do y'all think the future holds for us what do y'all feel because you already touched base on it you, you feel <laughs> yeah, like things are getting better what yeah do you i think, think that what do you think I'm our a future big... will look like I'm a big, big, big believer that everything's perfect as it is right now. And it's as it's meant to be, the the world's as it's meant to be. And I think for our future, I think we hope we, we as a race hold that future. I think we have, it's like manifesting your life, isn't it? It's like we can choose how we want to move forward in this life. And I think by us all doing our little bit, that's why we want to, you know, ignite people's spiritual awakenings because they're all playing their little part into the tapestry of the future. So I think the future is going to be brighter and lighter and more spiritual. And for me, I feel like the earth's a cycle. So this is like a big awakening and there'll be like a bit of a, maybe a drop. There might be a little bit of a, a, not like a recession, but like there's always a cycle, isn't there? Like everything's a cycle. Everything is moving in a circular motion because the universe, you know, our earth's circular, everything's circular, moving around and around. So I think, we've got to we've got to really focus right now there's this big shift there's this big awakening happening and i think we need to remember to embrace that as it's happening because as we move into the future you know this is our future children our future grandchildren our future generations to say oh well it's like when we talk about the 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 healing ancestral healing you know our our old ancestors you know had a way about themselves and now we're we're the shift for the future like us right now to for for our children oh you know well grandma pip and grandma grand granddad chris were spiritual (laughs) and he helped conservation and pip did this for for the world and you know so it's remember remembering that you're going to make this thing going on yeah (laughs) yeah they spoke to jason yeah it's like you know that we're going to be remembered as as the shifting point for our future and i think what the 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 earth's going to going to going to become lighter for sure yeah absolutely i mean it, it's it's like in, in in my podcast i do the conservation one I, I always feel bad giving the bad news because there's lots of bad news out there with species struggling um you know we interview all these conservation experts but there's a lot of optimism because every species we cover in, in this podcast we there's always a group behind trying to save them so like this week we're doing the the blue this this sphinx's macaw it's blue macaw it's extinct in the wild there's maybe 100 left but there are people out there fighting spending tons of money trying to save this one animal species so we're very optimistic that we can reverse these trends but you know we 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 have to do it as a collective it can't be just little old new zealand you know down here very green economy very pushing like single-use plastics aren't a thing anymore i mean we have cardboard straws they they drove us nuts but we got rid of plastic right 
uh, pushing electric cars by 2030, I think, or 2035. Yeah. No more um, combustible engines. So there's a lot of positive going on from that standpoint. I think listening to your podcast, listening, to, you know, working with PIP, talking to people around the world, I think there's this great spiritual awakening. I think we're in the transition phase. I think that's why it's hard. I think that's why COVID's hard. I think that's why politics around the world right now are hard because mm -hmm. the old energies are fighting to control. And I know you talk a lot about like new world order, all of that stuff, all that old money. They're trying yeah, to grasp uh, new earth versus new world order yeah. series. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think, the like Dolores talks about uh, the star seeds and the, the the children coming in, the waves coming in are going to mm -hmm. overwhelm that old energy. And I think, yeah. you know, the in our next helps. lifetime, yeah, or unless if we come back, if we choose to come back, I think the I think in the next few hundred years, the earth will be better off, but there's going to be, I don't know, the psychic medium, there's going to be a lot more bumps in the road on the way. Yeah. Because it's right. transition's not easy, you know. And with you being a scientist, uh, I would love to pick your brain on these two things. So I don't know, you're a fan of Dolores Cannon's books, correct? If I ain't mistaken. Yeah. So I'm in so I Pip said I was on the third. I'm still in the second. And I agree with you, the second is pretty amazing because Yeah, I, I went straight to the second. <laughs> yeah. She uh she told you the story when she interviewed you, how I, I just when I was channeling this little old lady was sitting on the bench by my, I, I it, when I go through the door, you know, and I just, usually it's my spirit guide and I have some questions about the day or my life or anything. And um, this little old lady sitting on the bench and I was like, that's interesting. Okay. So I go over and sit down and she was eating candy and, 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 and I was, and, and, and she just looked like a little old grandma. Like she's like, Oh, do you want some sweets? And I was just like, Oh no. Okay. And then I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, who are you? And she's like, Dolores. And, and, and I'm like, who Dolores can I was like, Oh my God, I think I know who you are. I was like, okay. And then she said, read the convoluted universe. And I was like, what? Mm, it was one right. of the most, keep going, keep going. It was, it was so profound. And I was just like, Okay. She told, she told you when, when she was born. When she yeah, was. and then she was like, I was born in like 19... Oh, I can't remember. I, was, I, yeah. I texted Pip right away because um, we were still separated because the border. And I said, I just had last night because usually I kind of forget what I channel because I fall asleep. But that one was so profound. I said, this was, Pip, this was weird. Like uh, the dates. And, and I didn't know Dolores had passed. I didn't know. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, when did she pass? I think it was 2015 or 14. Yeah. And I was like, you passed? And she said, yeah, 2014, I think it was. And um, to the next day, I just, I I don't normally share what I channel with Pippa. I just do it and say, oh, I had some, you know, really good uh, messages come through last night. And so then that kicked her into, well, I've been thinking about doing this QHHT stuff. And I'm like, what's that? And then here we are, you know, nice. a year and a half later, two years later. Um, yeah. So the, the interesting point I wanted to bring up to bring up the two connections between the two, and I don't know which book it is, but it is definitely in Dolores Cannon's book. So like in one of her, uh, sessions, <clears throat> the client wanted to know about these birds. Why were all these birds dying? Why were they falling from the sky? 
and so on. And the higher self came back and said, well, the energy is no longer correct for them anymore. The energy has changed on the earth. And you will see more of this in your future going forward, that the energy is going to change. And when when the energy changes, these animals are no longer needed. They'll have to transition to a different type of species. So, so I wonder if Dolores Cannon wanted you to read that book to see something Maybe, yeah. like that. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So I was like, the animals like going extinct and stuff. <clears throat> yeah, it, 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 we are definitely. It was very sad, but very interesting. You know, you hear about all the birds dying, you're like, what? And it's like, well, it, it's, you know, the basic understanding is because of the earth frequency changing, they their body chemistry, their complex body com chemistry was no longer needed for the earth. As crazy as it sounds you know yeah the animals are there's still things we don't know um, mm -hmm. 90 percent of the species in the ocean are still unknown we all don't right. know what's in the deep deep ocean we, we're discovering new species all the time the interesting thing is when you talk about the earth's energy changing like sea turtles it's a mystery how they they end up at the same beaches uh to nest and right. You know, how they navigate the world's oceans, birds, how they navigate. We're still learning a lot with that. So, yeah, it, there is a lot Sparks. of big changes <laughs> going on. Or whale, be, you know, yeah. we still, it's a mystery on why whales uh, beach themselves. You know, right. especially pilot whales. It, it, we just had a great stranding a, a couple months back here. Um, so there is a lot changing. I just, one thing I go back to, when, when one of our friends, he's a psychic medium, and my grandma, little grandma came through, my great grandma, who I got to know, and she passed away in the mid nineties. And she, she came to him and she said, cause I always said, I need to save the earth. Like that's, what's driving me to save the planet. And she said, there's no need to save the planet, Chris, the planet's going to be fine. It's us. <laughs> it's on the course that it's meant to just live your life. But it's very admirable what you're doing, right? Because I have this drive. I got a mission. <laughs> yes. We all feel it, right? Well, David, David Amber said it's not about saving our planet. It's about saving ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's about the personal journey. Oh, does he? Yeah. You can go that out, yeah. Okay. The, uh, yeah, like when you think about it, the, the earth thrives. Like, you know, David Amber put on this show, the Sh Chernobyl, you know, the... Mm -hmm plant in wherever it is but we're Chernobyl that you, you go there now and it's it's overgrown with beautiful wild wildlife and trees and plants and you know the earth will thrive and actually COVID proved to the world that the earth will thrive better when humans aren't right. around right even the animals were like wandering through the neighborhoods wondering where yeah like dolphins were in Venice ri the rivers and then like the deers and other animals were in the backyards and so we were we're the dominant species, obviously, but it just shows you that animals are, are it's like the the not hiding, but you know when when we're not around and we're not you know destroying the planet, the animals are like woohoo, you know. Nice. So the other thing I wanted to bring up, especially with the animals, because I like to take notes about you know whether it's from Dolores Cannon, Edgar Casey, or other books as well, or even. Uh, individuals uh sessions <clears throat> and they talk about the future and i'm starting to notice because i was like what about our pets in the future and 
man, from what it sounds like, from what I'm reading, you know, and I'm talking about hundreds of years in the future, that that the animal kingdom and the human kingdom become more and more separate between the two. It's kind of like leave the animal kingdom alone, let them take care of it, let them do their thing, and then let the humans do their thing on this side. And then, yeah, don't do anything on that side. Because I was like, you know, what about pets? Like, is there still dogs cats in the future and it was very very little talk about any of that stuff and then like certain animals will leave the planet because they were saying that certain species will not make it through whatever earth ships or changes that comes about and i was like oh but everything has its place and in, in a way too so i was like i was like all right but but it was kind of interesting how that part of it with the future that they're talking about you know we really wouldn't have pets and we mm -hmm. really wouldn't have certain species on the planets so and now I, I wanted to pick your brain on that as well not for an answer but to throw that at you you know maybe that will relax you a little bit <laughs> i think you know i think where we're going as a species it's been in the news as we record this lately people are, are alarmed that the birth rates are low right now after covid around the world the human population is going to start going back into decline which is a good thing because right now we're using up about 176 percent of the earth's resources each year the earth can't support this many people right we can't feed this many mm. people so that's a good thing i think genetics are going to alter us in the next few hundred years faster than we think I think there's going to be, so right, we're homo sapiens. Those that are looking forward, the geneticists that are looking forward are going to see homo sapiens sapien, where we're going to evolve into a smarter, right. hardier species mm -hmm. than we are today. And we're going to be able to do that through genetics and genetic manipulation. I know it's scary. It's scary to us today, bioethics, all that fun stuff, but I think maybe we'll get to a point where we're, and this is funny because you read Dolores's work or Atlantis and, you know, they got to a point where then they self-destructed. It happened once before. <laughs> yes, it's a cycle, right? Yes, and we got to yeah. see if we can break the cycle. But I think we're going, to, not in our lifetime and maybe not in my children's lifetime, but in maybe our great, great, great grandchildren or great, 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 great grandchildren, we're going to start seeing this, this change in the next couple hundred years where people are going to be living to be 150, 200 years. We're, we're almost from a scientist standpoint, we're about a decade off on extending life through genetic uh, therapies, gene therapies. It's not my field of, of science, but reading it, regenerative medicine, we're almost there. So potentially I can live well into my hundreds because of this. Uh, but when you have people living that long, we've got to think of the resources to support that mm -hmm. population, right? So anyways, where I'm getting at, where I'm taking this home, Jason, is... Going to Mars? <laughs> yeah, going to Mars, even though this is this is a better planet, <laughs> is, you know, I think we're maybe get to when we're in the Homo sapiens sapien point where we don't need pets, you know? Like, we need our we need our pets. Like, we'll they, have robots. Yeah, we'll have robots. We'll have other companions, <laughs> but I think 
I think mentally or consciously. Not a, the, the, even the robot part, there wasn't much robotics. It was, it was just uh, a main. Uh, it depends on how far in the future we wanted to go, but it was more like uh, advanced AI, just yeah. taking care of a lot of different things. It was wasn't like robotics. It was just a supercomputer kind of thing. So yeah, so I I agree with you. I think we'll get to a point where we won't have pets, and you know we can't. We're not taking our pets into space and. You know, we'll have, you know, space stations up where people or space hotels, who knows, all that fun stuff. But to think about, but I think as as we evolve, if you look at what's been channeled with Atlantis and Lemuria, right, that's the other one, and these advanced societies, mm -hmm. that's almost a blueprint of, I think, of where we're going, mm -hmm. you know, with technology and, and the, the ability. Because you read it you read the books and they talk a lot about genetic manipulation and that's what the Atlanteans were working on. Right. That's some of the stuff they were. Oh yeah. Doing. Oh, yeah. They had advanced technology with genetics. Yeah. So uh, to the point to where they started messing around with stuff just for shits and giggles and got them yeah. in trouble. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always. There's always gonna be that mad scientist out there. That... Well, there was a study in the UK that was recently brought out and they basically made a mold figure of what we're going to look like in a hundred years and or even like down the road and it was just a skirmonger like it was a, a woman basically dressed like plainly with a cardigan she had a hunchback her neck was shorter so her neck was in like this the mm. thumbs had changed because of all the texting and looking down at phones oh. she had a full <laughs> arch back and then they were basically saying on the, it was like BBC in the UK, they put this study out and they, they obviously built this mold of what we're going to look like because we're obviously like looking down all the time and our bodies are going to change. And I was thinking, that's a lot of BS. Like, it's just, again, skirmongering people. It's, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm, you know, one of my projects, you know, my mom passed away, so I'm cleaning out her shed and I'm like going through all this old stuff and I'm finding uh, eight tracks, cassette tapes and all that. And I mean, that used to be the technology back in the day, you know, and it's like, what I'm going to like, no one listens to cassette tapes. No one uses a VHS, you know, tape deck or whatever. And these eight tracks and these records. And I'm like, man, you know, talk about how technology has changed. So it had me thinking, I'm glad you brought it up. It had me thinking like, you know, what's, you know, after cell phones, well, what's going to be the next thing? You know, you mentioned texting, you know. And then iPods and 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 MP3 players, but I'm like, pretty soon, what, what's going to be the next thing? You know, so so to, for them to say that we're going to be all hunched over and like this, I, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, you know? no. What's interesting too is we actually asked Suzanne Spooner to ask Julia, Dolores's daughter was was did Dolores eat? like candy and she always had sweets in her mouth like she always had like sweets because you thought it was gum at first or mints and she said no it was like candy sweets and she was oh, always had right right dad and playing with her hair uh -huh. yeah. she loved to curl her hair and yeah. take care of her hair she always used to pick things out and she just like she, she was always picking like like an ape does <laughs> <laughs> i always notice her on the videos doing that yeah, yeah. She's going to come in through one of your sessions. Huh? Okay, yeah, like no, an eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she definitely right. will. So you remember that that lifetime when you was an eight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> remember when you was a Bigfoot? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was uh, that was our first book, Convoluted Universe. But yeah, the second one's good. 
Yeah. Well, you should uh, you should you should book him with Jason for your own little chat. Yeah, you can have you can have a chat with no, just because I love I love me and Chris love talking about all this kind of yeah. stuff. Like yeah. you know we we have, we've been doing a, a episode on my podcast about you know conscious relationships and maybe it's something we can talk about on a different episode around you know trauma in relationships and triggers and consciousness in relationships and communication because it's big it's big at the moment. So it's just oh like. Like if there's yeah. a certain trauma in a relationship, like what's yeah, the trigger point for Yeah, it? yeah. Okay. so something we're passionate about. But I was thinking that like, you could get Chris on yourself to pick his brain about all the sciencey stuff that I don't really know much about. Mm. <laughs> Maybe we see where the conversation goes. That's for sure. Mm. You know? I would say like, look at the, you talked about it. And I think in your interview with him was the-, the Oh, whole... aliens. I know what it was. It, it dealt oh, with yeah. aliens. Yeah, go, go. Yeah, yeah. What is your thoughts- when Dolores Cannon talks about past lives and and they have an alien life, what what are your thoughts on it from your scientific no, I, point of view? You know, we don't have proof. We 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 don't. You yeah, I heard you guys talking. What came across my mind was the Nazca lines in Peru, right in the mm -hmm. high desert. They have these these crazy, blow your mind away. Uh, lines in the desert um, that they thought were for the gods, but the gods I think were possibly potentially another species visiting us um I, I have no doubt there's life in the universe i was going to bring up that the deep field the hubble deep field you look at the billions and billions and billions of galaxies that are around us then there's billions and billions and billions of stars within those galaxies with trillions and trillions and trillions of planets there's life out there mm. now are they how advanced are they can they travel can they travel have they discovered technology that we can't even think of yeah sure mm -hmm. i mean who am i to say there's not a tech there's not a, an alien species you know that has a thousand years on us or two thousand or ten thousand years or a million years of mm -hmm. evolution on yeah, us and <laughs> they know of technologies that allow to develop like i, I think we think wormholes you know, to be mm -hmm. able to travel across the galaxy. Um, Einstein, you know, brilliant. When we were talking about this with my little one the other day, who's the smartest man or person to ever live, and Einstein's up there. Um, bending space-time. So the where we are in our knowledge of the universe today, you know, that's a, that's a possibility of bending space-time and, and developing these wormholes that we could travel through possibly. So you give us if if we survive the next ten thousand years become homo sapien 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 or something mm -hmm. else you know the technologies we could we can come up with to travel through space fast absolutely i think it's a possibility and you know i i have i i personally do not have any experience seeing things i've been camping i was in the military for a while out in the desert but i've heard of friends in the army that were like I saw this thing one night. I can't explain it. <laughs> uh, again, ev I'm always looking for evidence, right? Well, what was that away. thing you saw? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a guy, he was in the desert. He said this big red thing came down in the sky, landed. Uh, it was near Edwards Air Force Base. I was at Fort Irwin. He said it was this, he was in his Humvee by himself because they were monitoring things. And this heard thing the same story. Loaded down. Yeah. And then just hmm. gone. And he was like, I remember him late at night telling us the story and it wasn't like he was trying to scare us or anything. He was just all doing soldier talk. I remember that story. I was like, wow. Okay. You know, and I've had a couple of friends that have seen things in the sky and 
So, you know, is there life out there? I, yeah. I can almost guarantee you there is. How advanced they are, I don't know, but mm-hmm. um, you know, we have we have life at the deep in the Mariana Trench, where there's no sunlight. Life abounds down there. Yeah, you know, life oh, yeah. finds a way. Jurassic Park, life finds a way. <laughs> yeah. Oh does. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of life, uh, I noticed you talked about um, the human species, the the birth rate, the birth count is going down. So in my mind, I always think about that as well. And I always go back to what uh, what Dolores said as well, like the how the call went out to, you know, to help humanity evolve. The call went out to the universe and part of that call resulted to the baby boomers. So, mm-hmm. you know, now put in, you know, Suzanne in one of her interviews, uh, actually one of her videos, she was talking about how like in that session, the... I think it was either um, the higher self or some other being came through and it was talking about, oh, it was a console, I believe. And that the whole meeting was taking place to see if they needed more new souls to come to earth to help humanity evolve. And from what I understand, that humanity is doing a good job so far and that we're doing okay. And we don't need all these extra new souls to come in that we're on the right path. So when I heard about the the birth rates coming down and it's not as high as it used to be, it kind of made me think, I was like, well, maybe the story that Suzanne was talking about and her video is becoming more true because, you know, we're all on that right path. We don't need all these extra new souls to say, Hey guys, let me help y'all out. Yeah. Yeah. I did this once before. Yeah. I did it wrong let's do it a different way so like has that thought ever crossed your minds about anything like that like a hunch we i mean we've talked her and i yeah it's interesting you talk about that because it seems like things are clicking into place right with this Mm -hmm. transition like you know pip and i are like you know part of the waves that dolores talks about and i always felt like you know sometimes I feel like I don't belong on this planet because I don't resonate with people and hate and anger and well, you're not an old soul of, of Earth. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I am. But you were. I think you you feel like you weren't meant to come back this time, but yeah. you you basically had she, to. She I, kicked I me in the rear. But she, I mean, I just to you know talk about her for a second. She can put her earmuffs over. The energy around Pippa is like she's a special soul. Like I, she's helped heal me uh, where I was. And not to, you know, I love her to death, but, you know, her, her clients come in and the, the energy in the room, there's a, there's a healing energy around her. So I don't know if Pip was meant to come back to earth, but maybe the earth needed her. Mm-hmm. And I know she's part of, I, I really feel it deep in my bones and my energy that she was one of the seeds sent. And I know there's many like a Suzanne and Jason, mm-hmm. like you all have your, your part were sent around the planet to help heal and And like you you walk into the room with pippa and i watch your clients come in and they're just like glowing after and i'm like yeah when i met this woman it was just like wow you know Mm -hmm. it was healing and and she has changed the trajectory of my life so i think there's a lot of that going on i think maybe the 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 wave the third wave right it was the The, third third wave wave, yeah yeah. the third wave they're here now 
they're entering adulthood or they're in adulthood and they're doing the work. So, yeah, I think, I think now we, we probably hopefully hit a tier Mm -hmm. and we start to see the human population come back down to something that's sustainable. And like I said, these new medicines that are coming on, will live longer. Um, We'll, we'll find uh, the barrier the space life, things like that. I don't know. That's, we talk about it all the time. Like, like we, we the did, rabbit uh, hole. Yeah. <laughs> Many rabbit holes out there. How long do I have y'all for? I, yeah. yeah I think we'll, yeah. We're like wrapping up. That's a little fine. Bit, yeah. I'll but let you wrap up. We're like, <laughs> we just love, we just love talking. That's we'll the thing. Here for four yeah. Hours. Cause uh, I know yeah, it was supposed to be an hour, but <laughs> I know it was supposed to be an hour, but I was like, you know what? He's right there. I'm going to take a look. I know. I, I, I mean, no I'd love to come back on with me and Chris as the start because we've both got this lovely spiritual science kind of balance. That's and we, and very we just, interesting. We, yeah. We, we, we had like eight months, of, eight months of COVID. We were around each other 24-7. And then we're 18 months we apart, just, yeah. This relationship we have is insane it is insane it's it's nothing like i've ever had we don't fight we get little tiffs but we don't fight but we had find it as opposites attract kind of thing no we're actually like we're like the same soul but male and female yeah okay we're very very closely aligned yeah very because i know dolores didn't believe in twin flames and soulmates she didn't believe in that per se she she just believed in resonating souls like you have a similar purpose similar passion similar Mm-hmm. Uh, you know similar th- similar similar mission well here so, here's here's one real quick jason so uh pip i had a qhht session before pip came and she's like i, I want to give gift this for you for your uh, birthday coming up and so we found a level two practitioner here in new zealand who's just down the road and i went in my first life i was a woman <laughs> which are tough because i'm very masculine energy but i was a, a woman you know, going across the plains of America, I, I saw the lace-up boots. I had like a dark dress on and I was coughing barely. I couldn't breathe really well. And my husband was taking me to the next town to, to get treatment. And I fell off the wagon and and died right then and there. And mm. then my husband wow. buried me uh, out on the prairie somewhere in Texas, I think it was. And then I looked and it was Pip was the man and I was the woman. And so I tell her, I told her that story. I was like, wow, you know, my voice note coming back. And it's then, making me want to cry now. And she just started bawling. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Like she just felt like, like the, te- the tears are coming now. Like that's how, when he told me about it, it's like my soul instantly knew. knew. And I had, I had like a, you know, you see the flashbacks on a movie where they have the flashback of a memory. I felt like this flashback memory came into my, into my vision. And I remember it. I remember having to bury my, my wife and I was, I was the husband and I, I for, he couldn't bring it up for weeks. He would bring it up like as a joke. Like, yeah. do you remember when you buried me in that life? And I'd go, <laughs> and I'd like cry for like, and he, he couldn't bring it up because I was just like, even now as soon as you, my, my tears started to come in my, in my eyes. Cause it was, you know, I buried the love of my life and it was just, yeah. there's been many, there's been many signs and weird yeah. stuff with Chris and I, with our relationship. That's again, you can't explain it without, you know, it's like to experience it. You have to mm-hmm. experience it to be like, what the hell? Right. So in that lifetime, you fell off the cart and had an accident. No, I just died. I just, I, 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 I was taking, I think I had TB. Yeah. I was taking him to a, uh, well, her, no. to a, to a bigger town to see a doctor and on, on the path, 
uh, she died and I had to bury her yeah. there on the plane, really. And I'm, I'm actually remember it. Yeah. I think oh, it's my collapsed. goodness. Yeah. I remember seeing my feet and then I was oh, above watching him bury me. And well, we did one where we did a past life together. Yeah. We did like a Dick Supton one on, uh, together, yeah. like um, whether we were separated. And we actually went to the same, like similar past life. Mm. Like it was like the same, but from masculine and feminine it was a weird mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we've had a lot of weird stuff like that mm-hmm. happen but yeah i think it's like once you start tapping into the your higher self and the 5d self and you start to see the world in a different mm-hmm. um light and i don't know who said it is like i wish you could see the world through my eyes yeah and it's like I, I i wish i could show people how i see the world now as a scientist with a science background and as a spiritual background and going wow i can see where they merge yeah they do they 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 complement each other yeah Mm. yeah and there's a lot i can just say there's 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 mountains of evidence there's something greater than this all of our scientists of the world they're all spiritual einstein newton tesla like they all they all were spiritual because they knew the laws of the universe right right and i think they believed in a higher power as well yeah they said i think tesla said uh tesla's quote said there's there's an there is a universal knowledge that we all have access to and we pull out what we need so mm-hmm. on the lines of that. Like he mm-hmm. said, and that reminded me of the la- life that I told you about on the last the last time we chatted, the woman who went, said there's a wall in the universe. Yeah, yeah. I didn't forget about that. That reminds <laughs> me of what Nikola Tesla said. There's this great knowledge that we all have access to, but we all pull what we need to in this life, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why we all have different gifts and different, uh, different wisdom and things like that. So it really resonated with me. Yeah. Gotcha. For that session where you was a woman and everything, why would you make that up, man? Why would you be a woman? <laughs> exactly. I was like making me upset. I was like, exactly. I'm, a I'm a man's man. You, you like, could you think know, of anything on. else? <laughs> I was a warrior. <laughs> exactly. I was a Crow Indian, and uh, but uh, yeah, I was I was a, a, a meek woman. Did your uh, did your higher self say anything interesting at the end of the session? Do you recall? Why? I have to listen to it again. I haven't. Yeah. yeah why? why what was yeah. the purpose of that lifetime? Yeah. yeah. And I didn't mean to say all women are meek. I was just in that lifetime a meek woman. I know. Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> She's been very strong. Just... <laughs> uh, this one's very strong. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I think it was more for Pip. It, it was. It was to remind Pippa. You know our connection. Mm. It was at the tail end of being apart for 18 months. I mean, 18 months away from the woman you love was so hard, and that's a whole story in itself. But it was like I was getting really down towards the end because yeah. I just didn't know whether what was happening. And he did the past life regression and, and the QHHT, and it just reminded us of the connection, you know, the yeah. connection we had. Special and, connection, yeah. And that, we're, you know, this is all happening for a reason. And now we're grateful for the separation because of how much healing we did, mm-hmm. you know, as a couple. And we do we do want to tell, tell more people about our story because it is really profound. Nice, nice. Well... You know, it could have been worse. You could have been an alien, a spider, or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. no, we've had we've had many. I look like a frog. I have purple skin. <laughs> I know. You know. Yeah. I have five digits. I have five fingers, and I'm walking around. <laughs> you know, that, that might have woken you up a little bit. <laughs> I know, I know. That was my very first session where the girl was telling me that uh, she had this purple skin and it was like a tree frog and i was like oh here we go (laughs) alien life yeah Yeah. those are challenging yeah those are challenging 
Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. have Pippa try to put me under again. It, it's tough when it's her. Yeah, it is. You know, when it's the your partner. Because you had the strong connection with each other. Is that why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm more confident now because I've done a lot more sessions. So yeah, we'll have to do it again. Yeah, well, she can practice mm-hmm. on me anytime. I love exploring past lives. It, it makes, again, confidence. And like you said, why would I make that up? Why would I make up that I was a woman on the plains of the U.S. and being I, buried I by your husband? Dead, you know, yeah. Like Have you ever time. thought about uh, writing down some scientific questions and asking your higher self the scientific questions? Yeah, it's funny. It's like when I channel, it just it's just the clearest thing ever. And I wish I told Pip, I wish I could record it right then and there of what comes back mm-hmm. when I ask about life and why things happen, and it's. It, it, it's my my guide ethan and if i talk to my brother or like dolores it just it, it's just this conversation that's natural and, and you just can't make it up the, like you can't pro- make this profound stuff up. messages yeah. that you wouldn't even like even the language that comes across like the language you wouldn't speak mm-hmm. but it's like you, the message you get through are really profound one thing that my spiritual teachers tell me is you you and chris need to channel more together and individually because of the you know the meshes that can come through because we're we're great channelers so it's just we're we need to do more of it don't we yeah i think it's a good maybe this is why i'm talking to you today for me to Mm -hmm. now write down these questions Mm -hmm. and then really start channeling yeah like maybe like automatic writing or just record yeah Yeah. so i've done some of that in the past too yeah i've Mm -hmm. done some of that like especially when i was like going through a really tough time in life you know it was like conversations with god you know neil donald walsh that's what he did automatic writing and he was so angry at God and it just, you read that book. Resonates. That's the, one of the books that changed my life right off the bat when I was in my twenties. Um, because again, I was very religious at the time, grew up very religious. And then, like I said, Michael Newton was what really started turning me a little bit. And then holographic universe uh, reading Brian Weiss's work, all these other people's work who did past life regressions, Edgar, not Ed, Edgar Casey, the NDE research. Yeah. Um, no, Raymond Moody, his work in the, mm, in the 1970s. Okay. Yeah. On, on near death experience work. And now I think it was university of Virginia has a metaphysical little program where they go out and investigate a lot of this stuff scientifically so i just tell people there's a there's a mountain of evidence out there that there's something greater than what we know and when i have my little freakouts because my scientist comes in and goes well what if this is just it what if you just die and everything's black (laughs) and i have these little freakouts these anxiety attacks like sometimes when i'm sleeping and and then i remind myself i'm like okay go back past life memory you can't make that up anita mujani Mm. you can't make that up you know, you go back to all these things and it, and it calms me and then I meditate and, and everything's fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And you can also use that information for like, and it also helped me out with like when a loved one passes on, you know, it's not the end of their story. It's no. just the next chapter in their story. You know, they've just altered form as Wayne says. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we'll probably leave it there and leave yeah. it on it. Leave it on a to be continued. Continued. To be continued. <laughs> while you go shopping. <laughs> We've got date night tonight, which yeah. is super important for us. You know, we have his kids on and off, so yeah. we have a date night when we when we can. 
Nice. Perfect. Perfect. Was there a date night in a previous life? Well, yeah, when I buried him, that was, yeah. a, date, that, that was a date day. <laughs> she stole me away from my family, but I was so in love. <laughs> All these lifetimes later. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, y'all should do it. Y'all should uh, do a group channeling, you know, with y'all two and everything. Record your sessions and stuff and see what comes yeah. up. See, yeah. you know, yeah, see what information was, comes um, to light. The Tracy that you had on that did the chat she channels as she's on the session yeah I listened to her it's very it's I always I, and I listened to her and I'm like ah, I think what if I could do that if I could just sit here and, and I probably could I could get in that space open up my mind I've done it before with my sister and stuff mm. and just things will just come flying You're in the zone yeah. yeah yeah if you need me to ask y'all some questions you know like you can write them down I can yeah. you know Y'all can say it or y'all can write it down, but I can ask y'all the questions while y'all yeah, focus on the, the, the meditation, the, yeah. the channeling, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So just a thought, food for thought. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. 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 Who knows what will come through, you know? Yeah. It'd be Exciting. a powerful duet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Thanks All for right. your time yeah, again. Thanks, I, love, I love chatting to you. Probably people want to talk to us again. So we'll, yeah. we'll, absolutely. Well, you know, we always try to keep these sessions to an hour, but it never lasts. Never do. I know. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. too, much. too so, much. So, where are you from, Chris? Uh, I grew up in Southern California. Okay. Um, so I was in the military. I was stationed up at Fort Lewis, and then I went to grad school. I was in Texas. Texas A&M, then I taught at Clemson for a couple of years in South Carolina, and then I was in Florida for about 10 years, uh, UF, before I moved to New Zealand. Um, okay. So I kind of lived all over the states. You know, I've been yeah. near neck of the woods and, you know, Midwest and the Northeast, probably where I haven't been too much, but up and down the West Coast and all over the South. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I thought you would sound more like Pippa, <laughs> but you don't. I know, no, <laughs> no, no. Getting the accents. Yeah, and the Kiwi's, the Kiwi's rubbing off. You know, living here for two, I've been here for over two years. Well, now. you can turn your Southern accent on if you want to. Yeah, my Southern, it's not as good as his authentic. My my Southern doesn't get too right. So then I got to start twanging. Yeah. I, I love the Southern accent. It's my favorite <laughs> accent ever. Yeah. Nice, nice. Awesome. Now we'll wrap it up. <laughs> now we'll wrap up that conversation. Yeah. So all right cool y'all take care yeah, have a good you. time enjoy Thanks, your, your day trip your, your date and everything so yeah chat yeah. soon pleasure talking to you let's do this again in a couple of months or so yeah. you know yeah. all Thanks, right jason yeah, all right take care yeah, cheers. Much bye -bye. love everyone bye, bye. Yeah, the last two weeks, I was feeling more going inward, like I haven't had loads on my plate. But the, the good thing is, I was you always feel like you're going through something alone. And then when you actually talk to other people, they're actually going through something similar. And I think that's really important to know that no matter what you're going through, sometimes it's collectively as well. Lately, what's been pretty interesting coming across on my side is that few clients came to me and they're each one of them is interested in some sort of records like akashic records yeah. or or they, they have the ability to connect to all these records so 
So it's interesting. So not only one person, it's two. And then there's a third person that lives down the street from me. I'm like, it's just crazy. Everybody's like very close now, you know, whereas usually everybody's an hour away or, or two yeah. hours away, you know? So we shall see what happens, what comes through, but mm. pretty cool stuff that they were talking about. And we just did the past life regression and we didn't get to dive deep into anything. Um, pretty exciting. It was more like the higher self came through and did its thing, but it was, it was like, Hey, we, uh, seems like she's interested in a lot of stuff is are we going to have this conversation again? And they were like, yes. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, and one cool thing that to notice was that her past life, I won't even say it's her past life. It's more like her higher self. One of the things that they were doing on another planet was that they were gathering information. They were gathering uh, just information, records, technology, whatever. And they were sharing it among themselves in this like committee, this group. And each one was more like an advanced light being at this point. And she was like, it was kind of funny. She was like, I, I have information too. <laughs> I have information to share as well. So I was like, oh, this is cool. Interesting. We shall see what happens, how it all plays out. Yeah, definitely. I, I think 